Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Okay, what episode How- is this? Uh, I have no one hundred six seventy. Is it seventy? Yeah, because uh, tangents is sixty nine. Ah. Okay. <laughs> How long are you guys fixing to have this episode? Like thirty minutes, forty minutes, or? I'm just um, curious. I mean, yeah, we can probably go as long as the conversation goes, basically. Yeah, basically, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> us too. <laughs> now, if it's Black Cauldron, we can talk about it forever. Oh man, don't get me started. The be- oh. <laughs> so I did see that there was a price drop on one of those pendants from the Ooh. Tokyo Disneyland, and it was only like a hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, now it's interesting. The game is afoot now. <laughs> You know, just had to get to the core of me, Disney. <laughs> exactly. It was like, you went from 250 to 100. Well, well, well. Man, <laughs> w- once they do that with the pendant that Miss Brisby wears in The Secret of Nim, then we'll talk. But I know oh. that that's not going to happen, and I'm just going to have to forge my own. So, Well, yeah, because that's an animated pin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One and the same. <laughs> I just now like I want to watch The Secret of Nim. It's a great, actually, it's on Prime right now. So. It is, yeah. I, yeah. I, threw it in my, I threw it in my thing. Yep, that and time. like something else. Oh yeah, Avatar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Hannah wouldn't watch it with me. Oh, you no. uh, have you guys seen um, Castle of Cagliostro? That's on uh, Netflix. Yes, it's the Lupin. So oh good. man, dude, this, I am the CGI Lupin trailer looks so good. It looks so damn I'm good. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we anyway. should just talk about two. Yeah, we should, we should just talk about. Welcome, everybody, to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 170. My name is Josh. I'm Hannah. And today we have a very special guest joining us again. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Sorry. No, now you get to introduce yourself. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> okay, well, really? Okay, fine. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Tracy. I am from the Not Joanna Eggs Podcast we have a history, Josh, you and I, in that we <laughs> had guests on each other's shows before, and you asked me to come back, and thank you so much. Yay. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, no problem. <laughs> oh, um, so I found something out. Okay. Um, so our our podcast episodes are now going to be on YouTube. Oh, cool. Sick. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. You guys are doing that, too. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> we, we did a thing where we've got the, the whole bit where we've got a thing in the background going, so it's actually going to be, like, semi-animated. Cool. Um, so That's it's awesome. not going to be just like a bog standard screen. There's going to be a little bit of you know something going on in we the background. Getting fancy here. What? You're yeah, 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 yeah. fancy, man. I had to outsource <laughs> to New Zealand. What? Um, yeah. This is a global like, operation now. Josh knows exactly. everybody from anywhere. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Uh, if you live in a place, I, I need. If you're in Estonia, holla. Um, <laughs> you're next on my list. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing that. And I looked up and there is already an like there's an animation station that started like 3 months ago. Ugh. And I'm like, "Oh, guess what? Does no one search that name before they do it?" No. Cuz like granted, no. ours was a set, so for context for listeners in case they hadn't heard any previous episodes that we've been on, um, I, uh, the show that I, that I'm on now, not Joanna eggs was previously known as animation station. We strictly kind of just had it as a placeholder thing because I was like, I don't know, I guess animation station works. And then we later rebranded it. And I found that out because I searched for the name of this show and realized you guys were still ongoing. I'm like, Oh, clearly we can't call it this anymore. So I changed it. 
I was yeah. like, so, why don't that's people why, bet stuff like that? It's weird. I know, and that's why we had to throw the podcast at the end of ours, Aww. because there was an animation station, but they hadn't posted anything for like two years after we were like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And then we tried contacting them, and then we couldn't get anything, and their <laughs> RSS is still just on iTunes, so it was like, well, crap. But yeah. yeah, like and like we've had our YouTube page, I mean, which has had like I think it has one whole video. Um but <laughs> we've had that way. up for two we've had that up for two years. And and I'm just like, wait, you see that we have this. Yeah, I don't Why would you do whatever. But you I don't know, know man. I'm gonna start I'm really hoping they pick a fight with us. Dude, like, it's like, due hey, diligence, we're the my dude. Animation station, but like, <laughs> we've been doing this since 2016. So, step <laughs> I, I, off. I offered to do a rumble with you, and you said no. I know because I'm a wuss. <laughs> I bruise easily, and I am I'm exceptionally aggressive about things that don't warrant it. So that's now fine. you and Hannah would it would probably be a fair fight, but Josh, yeah. no, like Josh and Tracy, <laughs> it's like oh jeez. <laughs> Okay, Hannah, you have to hold one of us back or both at the same time. I don't know okay. how strong you are. <laughs> hold I my earrings. I was like, I can lift a bit, so yeah, sure. <laughs> Hannah goes to the gym, so I mean, she's swole now. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, did you hear that? She just broke a plate. I yeah, did there not you break go. anything. Swole. over the top. Just of her like head. through my phone. <laughs> it gets real. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So uh, this week on the ASP, we are going to be doing a special episode over a pretty good show. It was so great that it got a second season on Netflix. Um, Lies. Right? Did it? It it didn't. Oh, it didn't. It didn't, though. Nope. Nope. Which is kind of absurd because roughly 80 percent of the shows that they have on there are guaranteed at least two seasons and that didn't happen nope i know it's like schitt's creek got like five seasons guys yeah also they, big mouth was renewed for, oh, three, for seasons. three more and you're just like, like what yeah that like <laughs> when i knew th- i knew that they were renewed but then it was like we got renewed for three more seasons and it's like oh you know, could have just been like, two. <laughs> for a company that hemorrhages money as much as Netflix does, you'd think that maybe they'd tone it down. Like, one season, sure. Two seasons, okay, fine. But three seasons is just like, I don't really feel like they're, I don't know. It feels incredibly short-sighted, but that's a lot of their decisions. Yes. So I guess it's consistent. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, unfortunately, the, the canceled way too soon, Tuca and Birdie. Sad. Rip. Yeah. Um, before we start, anybody have any news? Um, not other than really. uh, Big Mouth <laughs> is renewed for three more seasons. I, I mean, I I just basically just spit my coffee out when I when I read that or listened to Nick Kroll spew it at me. Um, but oh, yeah, that was weird. Like how he did that. I was like, cool, thanks, Nick Kroll. I was like, thanks for should have been John Mulaney. Dog. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> if it was John Mulaney, people would listen to him. Um, right. Yeah. Um, oh, I think, uh, what, there's a Steven Universe movie coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's, um, what is it, just roughly around Labor Day, right? Like, the second? Yeah, it's, like, September 5th? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Which I'm like, cool, maybe I should watch Steven Universe. Allegedly, they're aging him up by about two years, and he's got a neck now, so people are freaking out. They're like, oh my god, we can put, we can put ties on him, and he'll look like an actual tiger millionaire. But, um... 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm 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 intrigued, especially because of the amount of music that they keep talking about. So, yeah, I, I, I'll definitely be checking it out. See, because I know Josh has no desire or any care. I'm excited about all the Invader Zim information that's been dropping yeah. on the internet. But that was a show that I was obsessed with, and also it's a comic, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. So... Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am very excited about all the Invader Zim stuff that's dropping. And um, I, I'm trying not to read everything because I still want to kind of go into it and be pleasantly <laughs> surprised. But at the same time, it's like my finger wants to push all of the articles and read all of the things for it. And I keep stopping myself, so... But you still want to insulate yourself from spoilers as much as humanly possible. Yes. Yes. And it's yeah. like, I just want to have a little barrier built between me and the information the internet likes to provide because this is something <laughs> I honestly want to enjoy. And So not Tumblr. Yeah. I am not on <laughs> Tumblr. So okay. I don't have that issue that you have, Josh. And really where do you get your miraculous ladybug so spoilers? <laughs> well, see, that's why I'm not on Tumblr, so I don't get the miraculous ladybug spoilers. <laughs> but they're so bad. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I, I had you guys, Um, I don't know if this has come up on a previous episode before, but uh, Netflix releasing the Rock Was Modern Life short or whatever it is. Oh like my gosh, I saw that special. this morning. Yeah, I'm so excited because that was one of my favorite shows when I was growing up, like that and Angry Beavers. And I know that Angry Beavers probably won't be coming back for a long time, if ever. Yeah. But now knowing that they actually have a release date, because uh, I forget what it was, but whatever San Diego Comic-Con that they premiered the um, clip at initially, it was like there was a huge fervor. And then it was just like, we don't know what's going on with it now. And we finally have a date. So it's like sometime in the middle of August, I think, is when that one's oh, going to go really? up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They oh, actually dang, have put quick. some kind of date or something coming out soon. So I don't know exactly what the negotiation thing was for it, but it should be by the end of August. So if not sooner. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm super excited for that one. Yeah. I I have not been... Was that released today? Yes. No. Uh, no? I, th- uh, I saw it probably within the last week or so, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the roughly. the first time I saw it was today. So... Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not I don't sure know, exactly <laughs> when it hit, but that's when I saw it, and I was like, ooh! <laughs> I lurk on Twitter quite a bit, so I'm sure it must have been like fairly recently-ish. Dang. Yeah. Man. I mean, there's. I mean, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of like animated news coming out. No. Which yeah which sucks. Yeah. Bummer. Um. I mean, there was. I mean, we we talked about it on last episode, but there's uh, Nezha, which is which by the time this episode comes out, will have probably already beaten Zootopia in China. Yeah, I, I saw biggest I gro- to check like that highest out. grossing animated film. Oh yeah, I totally <laughs> want to see it. I just am like, how am I ever going to see this Chinese film? <laughs> that I don't know. Um oh Eventually actually Eventually on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, true. I mean I'm sure it'll be on there or possibly Vimeo, who knows? So or there could be a distribution company that buys it. I don't know. Yeah, G Kids been like, in if, that. If anybody it'd probably G Kids. Yeah. I mean I they think did so Big too. Fish, so yeah, very true. Which I still, which I I, I listened to your your episode and you made me go out and buy it. And I you still had haven't to buy watched it? it yet. Yeah, I had to buy it. I oh, okay. It. Uh, oh no, I was gonna say like I thought you could just rent it because I just rented it on Prime. 
Yeah, well, I didn't think I was I was caught up in the moment. Like I was listening to you guys and I like I was at a stoplight. And so I just pulled my phone out and I just hit the one day buy and like the the one click, which, by the way, is awful. Amazon stop. Yeah, it's it's take take that one click away because it hurts me inside. What the, I will say the most jarring thing that you'll probably notice is that the animation, like it's it's absolutely beautiful because it's done by the same company that worked on Korra and Avatar. But the thing that's very striking is that since obviously it was made in China, everyone speaks Chinese. So my inner weeaboo was just like, uh-uh. like I didn't recognize any of the phrases or like the, it, the their structure of talking and everything. And I'm like, oh no. Gonna well, Josh really is going to watch it in English. Okay. <laughs> With, I don't know anything about the dub. With so. which whichever dub, whoever is doing that dub, who the heck knows? I don't know, but it'll I, be it'll I, be. Interesting. I wish you the best because I did not listen to it with the dub. Robbie did. Robbie did it with the dub, didn't he? I think so. Yes, but I don't remember. Mm. I I watched it in the original Chinese just because I'm I'm a purist like that. I like to th- oh, I like to be highfalutin. So, well, see, I I've been trying because like I've been watching a lot of K dramas. Oh, and okay. like trying to watch trying to watch those but like last night i was just like you know what i i, I have my dinner here i've been working on resumes and doing applications and stuff mm-hmm. i'm i'm tired of reading i just want to turn my brain off so i'm like i can't watch <laughs> a k-drama right now i can't read korean at the moment that's <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't, I can't read you English. You can't read English. <laughs> I can't read English. I can't read English with Korean subtitles. Yeah, that's usually yeah. that's how I prefer to watch my my things. I like to watch them in their native language and then with uh, <laughs> Korean subtitles. <laughs> yeah, I, and I like, just to, be like I don't know what's going on. I like to force the English dub and then hope that the Korean subtitles match up because I wouldn't know the difference. And you're like, wait, he said like 17 sentences. That was like four little bits of writing yeah so exactly <laughs> i was like man korean's a lot more concise than english is <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh boy well uh so anyway to birdie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh geez uh Tukin birdie is a uh 2009 was yeah i guess you can still watch it yeah um is a 2019 animated series from netflix um starring the wonderful voices of Tiffany Haddish, Ali Wong, and Steven Yun. Oh, so great. Which, again, I'm all with, you know, Steven Yun does never, never has to be on camera ever again. He can only, if he just does voiceover for the rest of his days, I'll be fine. Totally fine with it. And honestly, low-key, I think Speckle was kind of my favorite character. Just because right. I, re- I, I related to him so much. <laughs> I did not relate to him. But I loved him nonetheless. Like, I was like, low-key, he's my favorite. Yeah, and no. Tuka, not to say Tuka and Birdie aren't amazing and great, but Speck is my favorite. Yeah. I he, love Speckle. Uh, honestly, anyone that has a frame picture of themselves making the same face that they're doing in real life is okay in my book. I totally want to get one of those. Oh, yeah, me too. I want to put one in my office so then people will be like, who's that? Oh, just a friend. You'd be like, Nobody. I don't know, and do the exact same face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Like I mostly I, I just feel bad that this show only lasted like it really is shocking that within um it's only been out since like what was it, April or May? I forget. But like extremely short lived. And people are citing it's because of the algorithm or something. Like Netflix's bizarre algorithm system that they have. 
I see. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Like, I I don't I don't understand it because it was just it was May. Um, yeah. it was just it was just so good and like because I like it made me watch start watching BoJack Horseman and then. Oh, you really hadn't watched BoJack before this? No, that's surprising and, because I've seen and, it be the opposite way. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, like this made me watch BoJack and then, um, half a season in it. Bojack made me stop watching Bojack. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, Unfortunately, and honestly, I've heard similar criticisms with Tuca and Birdie too, because like, or at least a lot of people are citing uh, similarities between the two of them. Because the first season of Bojack is truly a slow burn, because you don't really get a gauge of their humor style until probably around like the sixth or seventh episode. And then mm-hmm. when you go from there, then things start to pick up with the emotional arcs. And it's the same thing with Tuca and Birdie. But like, it seemed like people were, um, you know, they were kind of surprised that it wasn't getting picked up for another season because BoJack has since gone on to become like this critical darling and this like huge like tentpole thing for Netflix. Like they have some, it's like they're essentially like their prestige dramedy that they have. And it's just yeah. weird to see that they weren't really giving Tuca and Birdie time to really find more of an audience and market it the same way that they marketed BoJack which is now in syndication on Comedy Central too, which kind of surprised me. Like they, they Oh, it's se- on they, they censor on some stuff. Comedy Central? Yeah, so yeah. They, what they do, they've got the first, I think, couple of seasons on there at this point, but they've censored certain things that they can't ha- have on there or like trim some of it for time. But for the most part, yeah, it's on um, Comedy Central. Huh, dang. Because, I mean, this is, I mean, because, yeah, it's basically like uh, the producer, uh, Lisa... Hanawalt is the producer for BoJack Horseman, or I, was until I think uh, she's the character designer. Year. I think, or was she a producer on there too? Uh, according to IMDb, oh, she is producer and supervising. And then I clicked on the thing, which was a mistake. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, she was the supervising producer, producer, co-producer. Okay, gotcha. And then a production designer. It just seems very... So everything on that show, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I think she worked... Um, I guess she was very close friends with um, Ralph Bob Waxberg, who is the creator and showrunner, I believe. And um, it just seemed very weird to me that, like, knowing how tied into BoJack she is, and since it's so successful for the network, that they would just kind of just be like, hey, we don't want to keep this going on anymore. We know it's only been out for about three months, so bye. And then, you yeah, know, just it's leave it so, at that. It's so weird. It's very like strange. you didn't even give it a full like six months. Yeah. Like that. That's the thing. That's like you could have waited till the end of the year, and then been like, okay, well, we've noticed that not a lot of people are watching it, so then we're gonna cancel it. But that's... I mean, to just up and cancel it after three months is it. It seems really rushed. Like I don't know if maybe they had people that were like ew birds, or <laughs> the, uh, honestly, what I kind of think it is, and this is gonna kind of sound like a little conspiracy theory ish, but um, the production company uh, Toronto or um, Ternante, I think that's it, that uh, Michael Eisner, former CEO of Disney, like back in the day, like back in the nineties, huh, just like BoJack. Um, so his production company, they recently were unionized because they wanted to have like healthcare benefits and regular hours and everything. So How dare they? Yeah, uh, yeah right, the, the nerve of them. <laughs> but what, and this is just basically stuff that I've heard, but it also could be that because of them being unionized, then maybe there might be some kind of like 
them getting penalized by them canceling Tuca and Birdie as though they're trying to cut costs or something. It sounds a little like really petty. I don't know if that's actually the case or not, but it wouldn't shock me because Netflix is trying to like cut corners on a lot of stuff, even though they're spending like ridiculous amounts of money on uh, securing friends in the office because people can't be bothered to like just get them through the network. I know, just set. buy it. Like just buy the DVD set. It's like fifty bucks. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, like when when they were like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Friends is leaving." It's just like, "Okay." Yeah, and bye. But, but there's like a bunch of ardent fans on social media that just start freaking out. They're like, well, "What do you mean you're getting rid of Friends and in the Office? These shows that have been off the air for like at least over seven years." Well, let's see. <laughs> when did Friends end? Like 15 years ago? It was like 2001, wasn't it? Like 2002? Yeah, it was something like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, so yeah, like 15, 16 years ago. It's like, yeah, give it, it's oh, yeah, give 2004, it a rest. so 15 years ago. Jeez, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and The Office was what, 2013, 12? Uh, yeah, 2013, so yeah, roughly, you know. Well, at I least... still know people who watch The Office every single day. I I don't, but I mean I get it. I mean if they're if people are that ardent about it, then you know good for them. But it just seems a little bit weird because even these sorts of shows, because like these animated shows don't tend to cost as much as regular right. um, like live action shows do for Netflix. I would think. Yeah, it's just ugh, man. It um, feels gross is all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so weird. Um, I mean, I will say, like, I will still watch, like, I'll put on, like, Parks and Rec when I'm, like, cooking or something like that. Yeah, it's background noise. I've done it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's no problem. I mean, like, if that's what people are using it for, it's just background noise, it's like, find something else. Yeah, it, it feels wasteful. Like, isn't that what music is for? <laughs> yeah. It's for like, oh, I fall, I, like, I fall asleep to that show. It's like, fall asleep to something else. <laughs> Like the, the show Friends is so comforting, it lulls me to sleep at night. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I mean, you know, you choose your poison, I guess. I've done that for like speed runs for games and stuff before, but I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that's that's that was my jam back when like the Connect actually worked um, <laughs> on the Xbox One, where you could do like the picture in the picture. So yeah. I would have like a video game on the one, and then on the little bitty PNP, I would have whatever on Netflix. Um, <laughs> so it would be either like. Uh, Friday Night Lights or, you know, Parks and Rec, just something on that bottom bit. So it'd be like, doop a doop a doo I got something else <laughs> to watch. I did never, I never got to experience that, but it sounds lovely. Oh, it was amazing. I would do that and with like a cooking show it. or something. Hannah would do it with the Great British Bake Off. Oh, man. Sign I'd me up. I'd do it with Hey Arnold, the Great British Bake Off, Top Gear, Grand Tour. Top, I've got too top many. Top Gear's a lot of fun. <laughs> I I went back and watched an old episode of Top Gear. I <laughs> it doesn't age well. No, well, duh, like the, the cars visu- have visually, the time are like fifteen years old, and the quality yeah. of the cameras that they're using are maybe twenty years old. So yeah, half the time you go back and you watch those episodes, you're like, oh boy, there. Yeah, I watched the <laughs> this the is old. With the Africa special with Oliver, um, <laughs> fantastic episode. I watched the Detroit one and I was just like, man, oh. 
it's just like it, it was interesting because you see how much like the city has obviously changed, but also that they are openly speeding down these streets and everything. Like, and I, I didn't really look like they had a barricade; they must have or something or some kind of permit because like there was no one else out there anyway. So I don't know. I wasn't sure how much of that was the filmmaking crew and how much of that was just Detroit, <laughs> but that was knows? probably just all of Detroit. I They're guess. Just like, hey. I don't know. But yeah. Um, uh, are we getting too off topic? I I, I forget. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> and Birdie, uh, we should trim around this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll I'll probably trim some stuff. If okay. not, then sorry. It's um, fine. So yeah, so we have <laughs> Tiffany Haddish as Tuka, Ali Wong as Birdie, and then Steven Yeun as Speckles. Oh, Speckle, the best. Oh god, he yeah, he was great. And then like, there's a, there's a really good cast in here i mean we got like reggie watts is in here jane lynch um, yeah jane, jane lynch yeah. Uh, isabella rossellini is in this too and she's fantastic Aquaf- Pat. yeah aquafina <laughs> is in an episode aquafina's in it yeah um there's uh, i think they had um lady mary crawley from downton abbey was one of the uh she was the actress in the nests of netherfield like the pride and prejudice show that birdie loves to watch um, oh my gosh, that is her. Yeah, that was so, uh, I, Michelle I Dockery. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, man. Oh, and know. also Nicole Byer. In, in case you're a fan of Nailed It, she's all over this too, which is pretty great because like I I love her voice and she does a whole lot of um uh, background characters like uh, Speckles Gamby that uh, the <laughs> pastry Pete accidentally bakes into a cake, not realizing that it's her ashes, and then Speckle is forced to eat her. <laughs> that is oh my, my favorite episode. episode. It might be the first one, but it's it my favorite <laughs> because the song Tuca makes, Eat the Ghost Cake, the ghost. might be one of my favorite things from the show. Did you see that someone actually made that in real life after the fact? Like, I think it was made out of fondant or something, but they made the Gamby cake. Yes, only the fondant. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. It's glorious. Did they use ash? I hope not. I hope it's not made (laughs) with real ashes, but, you know, depending on how method they are. (laughs) Where's the binging with Babbage episode where he makes, you know... The ghost cake. Actually, someone has made croons. Like I found that there is like someone made like a copycat recipe. Like there, it's basically just like making croissants using a bunt cake pan, like the mini bunt cake pans. But they've done it, so That's awesome. I would wait for the croons to come out to the croissants. <laughs> and, god, what is, oh god! So it's, the like, crullers and bunt cake. Lord. Like it's. It's very, um, it's very fun. I would say this definitely appeals to me as a late twenty-something to early early thirty-something woman. This appeals to me quite a bit because it just kind of shows women being gross and weird and like, I don't know, just having strange hobbies and everything. I, I know I'm right there with you. I mean, as a uh, as a thirty-something-year-old woman myself, I watch this and I'm like, yeah, I completely I hate I it totally... when my boob runs away. Hey, man, Mondays, right? <laughs> I actually like. Mondays. Oh, Tessa Thompson's in this. That mug, that mug actually made me laugh. I'm like, uh, that, yeah, that mug made a, me laugh. The sight gag with speckles. I actually like Mondays mug that Tuka stole. It's great. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I, okay, I guess we can kind of talk about Tuca and Birdie. Um, <laughs> so Tuca is the toucan, and Birdie is well, she is she a sparrow? Uh, she's a song thrush, a, I believe. A song which thrush. Which is it's like a, a small um, songbird. Um. So we they meet. Do we ever get like how they actually meet? 
I think they either they must have met in college or possibly because like, yeah we, we see we like get the college parties and everything but it's like is that how they met met or I mean honestly we may never know <laughs> but oh this that, is this is true <laughs> as much as I can surmise from that like I get the impression that they must have met in probably if not like high school then definitely college because that was one of the flashbacks that we see where um like explaining kind of like Tuka's history with drinking which they address throughout the show. And how mm-hmm. she's been six months sober as of when the series begins. Yeah, that was uh, that was such a. They do like they are very lighthearted in a good chunk of their episodes, mm-hmm. but then when they hit an issue, they like hit that issue hard. Well, yeah, you could say that reflects real life too. Is that most of the days are lighthearted and good days, but I've never had a good something. Day, oh, okay. <laughs> you absolutely refuse. <laughs> You yeah, sneer at I've the I've never once. And say not today. It's like, this day's looking to be good. I'm going to take my foot and hit it with a hammer. So <laughs> I I try not to never to have good days. So you keep deliberately setting yourself up to have awful days. So then you exactly. can feel justified in hating everyone. Exactly. Like, I hate everything. What's it like to be an individual? <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Hannah, go ahead. <laughs> It's yeah. oh, oh, I'm still here. I promise. Sorry. Um, Sorry. She's just like you guys don't ever shut up. <laughs> it's it's halfway true. <laughs> but watching that show, it's kind of how I related to it a bit. There's a lot of the show that I didn't relate to like at all. But a lot of what I related to about that show is that a lot of days are like really good, and then sometimes like something smacks you in the face. And you're like, oh, okay. And that's how I think that mm-hmm. they addressed it and how they wrote it also. Is that super lighthearted and we're funny and we're cracking jokes. But when it actually gets to like the nitty gritty, especially when you start looking at all the stuff that happens to Tuca and the stuff that happens to Birdie's pa- in Birdie's past, it's like, so this is heavy and this, so the tone is now going to be heavy. And yeah. they're like unapologetic about it. And I really appreciated the fact that they were unapologetic about how heavy they let the tone get on certain topics. I think so too. And also because they allow it to have an overarching story too, where like the first couple of episodes are very kind of non sequitur, but eventually like similar to Bojack, it starts like playing up with like having this long sequential story. So you kind of have to watch them all in order for it to make sense. Yeah. I, uh, I, I really like that they were giving us some sort of story because, I mean, yeah, like the first two episodes, you're just like, yeah, this it's just randomness. She wants to get a promotion. Um, then there's a the deli guy. So, like, yeah, you, ju- you just kind of like, oh, well, this is all kind of like the same. It's, it's just very much a nothing type of show. But then everything starts, does start falling into place. And I, that was when I really started getting into it, probably around... Oh, geez, that would have been episode maybe, like, four? Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, like when everything started, like... uh, Oh, wait, well, I say that episode four was the sex bugs. Um, Oh, like, episode five, like... Yeah, shout out to the sex bugs. (laughs) The sex bugs are pretty great. They they were amazing. Um, I love that they start a band, too. It's, like, perfect. And they just keep randomly showing up at random, just, like throughout the series you'll just see like a random sex bug and you're like cool 
I don't know how they managed to get like a Judge Judy type within uh, that <laughs> particular grocery store, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, Bert, like you Bertie's do. a pretty Bertie's a pretty good um you know prosecutor, so you know. If you know things don't work out for, is she still? I mean, I guess she's still technically employed. She is. Yeah, at she the, is. at the other company because like. <laughs> The guy is just like, yeah, you her. go get him, buddy. I completely understand, and then leaves. Basically, she just has her chair turned like the entire time while she's gone. And he's just like, oh, yep, hard at work. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> and like, he's surprisingly a very tolerant boss who, once she asks for the promotion, he doesn't really ask that much else of her. So, Yeah, like, there's that one time when he's just like, hey, what do you do? You don't get to leave early. You have to burn that midnight oil. True, but th- that was right after she got the promotion thing too. Yeah. But like before she had the the episode with like the sick day where she was hanging out with Tuka to get the sex bugs medication. Shout out to the sex bugs. But, yeah, but yeah, no, I I agree with you when um like I will say this. Do you think that it's a deliberate choice by the uh, the showrunners to like kind of have those first like lighthearted episodes like and i don't know how much of it is them trying to follow a formula or them trying to get people to find uh the show funny like to see the sense of humor in it and then start building up the emotional stakes like if they did it too early if it would seem like it would be either like trying too hard or people might not be that interested in them as people yet so because it it can be kind of detrimental it were uh, to me, I've seen like so- the same people who have the same criticisms about BoJack about like, oh, I didn't like the first two, three episodes, so I shut it off. And then th- when they go from there, they're like, no, you have to stick with it. It might yeah, have been I- like a, a blend of that, I think, in my opinion, because honestly, I probably would have gotten more into the show if they started out mm-hmm. acknowledging more of like the heavier tones that we got into in like episode six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, in the yeah. last half, because when I first started watching it, it's like, well, Josh asked me to watch this show. I'll guess I'll watch this show and I'll just keep watching it. And um, once we finally started getting to know more about like history behind them and like explanations for certain behaviors and actions, I was like, OK, I like you guys more. And it took me a while to get there. So I kind of almost wish they would have started more yeah. heavy. But maybe that's the media I also enjoy more. I, I think it can be both too, right? Because it's, uh, I like getting really invested in stories. Like I'll do like a contrast is like Gravity Falls is that like they play it up. And, like, it's obviously a very silly, lighthearted show, but they start with, like, sowing the mythos and the actual overarching story plot, like, right from the get-go. Right. It automatically starts off with a mystery thing, and to me, it's more satisfying because it's, like, it starts rewarding you for, like, oh, look, there's a callback gag to this. Look, they're referencing this character that was introduced before. And that to me, that's more rewarding. And they do end up doing that by having, like, by the end of the last episode, they've got like callbacks to other characters that they introduced and other, you know, plot devices and everything. But it just seems a little bit like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot when they just don't seem to want to take it seriously within the first three episodes or right. four episodes, however many it is. So, um, yeah, but I, I agree. I think that if they had kind of started that off a little bit more, like maybe even by episode two, yeah. you know, to really just kind of start hammering it in, it would have been more satisfying to me. Especially for like yeah. Birdie, 
Because it's yeah. like Birdie's like super anxious and she's nervous and she calls herself the worry wart. It's like someone has to someone has to be thinking about all these things. And I like I knew that there was motivation and how uncomfortable she was thinking about sex and sexual things. It's like she's been assaulted. Yeah, so I mean that, that's why she fixates that. on the sex thing so yeah. much. And it's like so yeah. why don't we like address that at the beginning instead of just like bombing us at the end with it yeah the um i I guess that they're obviously going for like that big emotional beat too and maybe it it could have been like from a story runner thing it might just been like oh if we you know like like them like laying their cards out too quickly or something as though it'd just be like oh we don't trust the audience to like pick up on these things and everything or we have to build and show like how birdie's work environment makes her as anxious as she is or like how like you know eventually we find out what the reason behind it is and also tuka feels like she has no control over her life so that's why she ends up just um like she just kind of like lives off her aunt and she does the gig economy and everything and it's kind of preventing her from growing up and she kind of is she does not feel that good about herself because contrasting herself to birdie she thinks that she's like really far behind developmentally where she should be right you can see like birdie comparing herself to yeah like tuka who's like the fun loving one that argument that they had later on in the season i really appreciate it actually and it's like you're the fun loving one no you're in like you're like everybody likes you and that makes me like the anxious worry wart person and no one likes being around that person they like being around the fun loving one and um like i do honestly appreciate like the arc that their friendship has and like the arc that birdie and speckles relationship has Oh God, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's poor so speckle. Yeah, it's like poor speckle. So but it's like it's so true. And he, what I like about how they wrote him too is that he's just like, well, you're spiraling, and she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, I know the signs because I love you, and I've learned to notice what your trigger is. And <laughs> and I go, how real of a couple is that? You know, if a friend. <laughs> Actually, apparently the Speckles whole worry vacuum thing is a real thing. That's so Lisa Hanawalt, uh, the showrunner and the production designer and everything. Um, she's married to Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. So I guess he's done that to her multiple times, like the worry vacuum, like just going to get rid of this anxiety, that self-doubt right there. Like, I'm like that's that very on brand That makes it even better. That makes that even better knowing that. that I like, that's real, yeah, that's cool. I like how adorable their relationship is just from that. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, like... I, I I understand where you're coming from, Hannah. Um, I I kind of wish there may have been like there would have been a couple, maybe like one more kind of like real episode because mm-hmm. I mean, really, we get we really get like three, right? Right. Yeah. Um, like we get Yeast Week, and that's kind of where Tuke and Birdie kind of split for a like a little bit, like where you know, because yeah, that's like. They do that, and then Tuka like is like depressed the next episode, right? Pretty yeah, much. Well, they they do the, yeah, like the new bird episode where Birdie yeah. basically finds another version of herself that ends up apprenticing at the bakery too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the Jelly Lakes, and then Plumage was the other yeah. big one that actually had a kind of large effect because that whole episode, uh, 
Speckles just having to drink for Tuca, which <laughs> yeah. I thought was hilarious. That's like <laughs> one of the best things. It. Like, I'm never wearing pants again. <laughs> I, and like, and honestly, I, I did make that cocktail that she was talking about, and it is delicious, but that would definitely put you out for a while. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's really interesting to kind of see the dynamic that Tuca has with her grandmother, or um, her, sorry, her aunt, her, with her aunt, sorry. She's, she seems much older than she is, I guess, but it's probably the booze. Um, but like how they've got this weird kind of like passive aggressive way of like joking around with each other, but you kind of just eventually see that like the drunker Auntie Tallulah gets, the meaner she is. So it's like, no, she mm-hmm. really means this. And it's just a thing that, you know, Tuke has never really realized until she's been sober because she's only been six months sober at this point when she goes there for her aunt's birthday and then ostensibly to get a check from her for her living expenses. But it's just really, really depressing because Tuca basically does not have a support system outside of Birdie because she's estranged from the rest of her family after her mother passed away. Yeah. It's um, like, man. Yeah, that was uh, gone. Yeah, they they hit you with that one too. Yeah. In the is the is the is it the last episode? The uh, I think plumage the is like uh, yeah the last episode is molting season um which is the or molting day I think is what it is but yeah that's the last one of the series. Ooh yeah I, they I uh, they hit you with too. that one hard too where you're like oh yeah she died in a fire yeah and you're like Jeeves Krispies yeah I was like good God <laughs> like ugh. I don't know it's like the, the um well, here Josh I'll ask you this is like did you ever find it kind of difficult to like identify with the show because I watched some of this with my boyfriend too and he's like this definitely feels like it's very geared towards women and for women and some of it was either that like to him it seemed like it was kind of foreign so maybe it might be kind of more difficult to kind of get into because it doesn't feel as relatable like as opposed to yeah like, like there there were definitely parts where I was just like yeah I sure that's the thing <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I get, I get what they're coming from. Like with the, like the promotion, like we, we've got sexual harassment. We deal with a lot of stuff there. Um, we deal with, uh, you know, other stuff like in yeast week and then with the jelly lakes. So like you're constantly dealing with this stuff, but I will say as a white man, <laughs> I've never dealt with any of that stuff. Yeah. So, so it felt kind of disconnected to you, which a is little, like, yeah. I could see if that would be an issue with them trying to attract an audience. Cause this is very geared towards not white men. And I've seen a lot of dudes that are like trying to find another Bojack, just being like, I thought it was boring or like, this is just about women. And I'm like, yeah, duh. duh. <laughs> That's so what it's yeah, like it's animated by planet, women. Son. It's written Learn. by women, created by women. Most of the main characters are women. Yeah. Or, uh, or like, or people of color or yeah. both. Like, it's like, it's yeah. just like, yeah. That's like watching that's like watching She-Ra because you're watch you're waiting for He-Man to show up. Exactly. Like, it, it's just happen. like what are you expecting, you know? Yeah, like and <laughs> or like even... watching girls because you like Adam Driver, which I did do because I hated the rest of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I only like, got through it because of him. Even like me watching the show and I've experienced a lot of the stuff that they address in this show. It's like part of me still had like, this huge disconnect because being on like, say, like the asexual spectrum, I, I'm like, I don't know what that's like, like at all. And OK, you go for it and have a fun time. Can we get back to plot? And yeah, <laughs> so like for me, even it's like I still appreciated that they were addressing these things. But for me, that was like a moment. Okay, so this is happening. We're going to like skip ahead a little bit and hit play. Yeah. And here we go. Well, we're back to something. 
Did you ever get to the point that you felt it was a little preachy? I'm not saying that I think that, but it's I could understand why some people would think that because either it could be from a, a different perspective or certain points get hammered home a lot more. Like the whole like the cat calling thing has it had yeah. kind of a personal thing for me, but they don't really address it in like a very, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Anytime I've seen a whole cat calling thing, like I've read some articles or whatever before, right. seen videos about like what to do. And it's like generally what the reason they're doing is because like they're bored, they're trying to impress their friends, or they just, you know, don't like women. So right. they do it. And yeah. where it's just like, and then like it, it's this whole dichotomy thing of if you're giving them attention, you're just giving them what they want. Right. So you're supposed to ignore it. But then if you ignore it, it keeps happening. So it's like, it's this weird, like, awful part of a social contract thing where you're like do you legitimize it by responding or do you just ignore them and let it keep happening as though you think it's okay right so yeah so it's like for me when i was like in that moment i was just kind of like uh what is it the wootus the women yeah wootus women taking up space yeah taking up space um it was for me it's just like oh that's okay and because I've experienced that thing in my life and it's like um it it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like you like what you're saying it's one of those um catch 22s where it's like danged if I address it danged if I don't address it because it's just gonna happen to somebody else so um and that actually that carries forward with um like later into the series when dakota who is like the new apprentice that's working at the bakery like pastry pete basically tries to initially he forces birdie to look at this banana roux like he's trying to make this sauce out of bananas and he keeps forcing her head into it and birdie is like she's clearly uncomfortable but she doesn't physically tell him to stop or whatever and everything and then eventually that happens to dakota too and she calls him out for it but then later reprimands birdie like you knew that he was going to do that and you didn't say anything and it's like this weird kind of like if you've ever had like a bad co-worker where like some people just say like oh yeah avoid that guy like right. he's really creepy or he does this thing or this person lies all the time or they steal food or something like you they they're told like what the problem with that person is but they never actually um give them any kind of consequences or fire them or anything like that it's like it's a weird kind of work situation thing i've encountered it a couple times myself so i related with that part but i kind of well i mean yeah that, that kind of happens in uh the second episode too where yeah um you have someone making blatant sexual harassment and it's just like well you know what why don't you go home early dirk and i was like really we just send people home early. Yeah, yeah. No, th- see, that's it's a thing. And like, yeah, that's it like, sucks. and it's like watching this show. It's like you want it to be like this piece of fiction where things get solved at the end, like in a nice, pretty little bow. And it's like it's so real life because so much of these things don't get resolved, and because that's what life is. I complain to a teacher that I have an older kid in school making advances like blatant sexual advances to me and nothing gets addressed nothing gets changed he just goes okay we'll just keep you in different rooms we go that just means he might be doing it to somebody else it's just not me this time around and and i go so watching this show you're like oh gosh it's not gonna have a pretty bow on it where everything like gets solved and so and so gets like fired because he's been doing this thing or you know like pastry Pete does kind of get his comeuppance at the end of the show, which that was 
refreshing. But yeah, it's like, but, but, but all like, of hey, these like, other long-term. things like going on in the society is just like, oh, this is just real life, but with like birds and animals. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And the, the thing that really gets to me about it is that like, they kind of just openly admit that they don't really have a whole lot of answers for that. Right. Because it's, it's a hairy thing to deal with anyway, where it's like, and then the worst part is that a lot of like, you know, if you feel like guilt or shame or anger or frustration about something, a lot of it unfairly is kind of lumped onto the female characters for them to deal with it. Like when Auntie Tallulah is berating Tuka for, yeah, Yes. Like having no structure for her life or ending up just like her mother. And like Tuka, when she really kind of should just be telling her off where, you know, like where uh, Auntie Tallulah just says, like, they're all going to leave you eventually anyway. And then she could have said something like, I'm not like you. That won't happen to me. You know, like something like to just kind of really tell her off and everything. She just kind of really can't do it. But it's just it's frustrating to see that kind of thing happen to her because this is still supposed to be your family member. But there's always that weird kind of disconnect that's going to be with them for probably forever. Like, we, we might not see the eventual repercussions of it, but obviously Auntie Tallulah is extremely, like, you know, depressed and isolated, which is kind of why she just keeps drinking all the time, because it's the only time she feels like she can really sort of speak her mind and think that Tuca's okay with it. Because apparently Tuca's the only one that really goes to see her that often. Right. So... I don't know. It's it, it's got a very weird way of um like they approach their relationships fairly um consistently. I'd say, especially with Speckle, like you see him really get to his boiling point too. Yes. Yeah, he gets to his boiling point a couple times, but he totally should because Birdie just keeps avoiding all of it, and it's like Birdie, I've been there before. It's not healthy, and nothing gets fixed. Right. <laughs> That's how resentment gets made, and then you know they could end up breaking up because of all that. Yeah, they come very, very close. And yeah. we don't even know if that actually... I mean, who knows at this point? Because, like, when she leaves after... Like, when she leaves the house, mm-hmm. like, I don't think anything is settled between them. No. No, it's not. He's, I mean, he's still like, I need time. I need, yeah, I yeah. need time exactly. and I need space because he needs to figure out, like, what he wants from that relationship, just like Birdie needs to actually, like figure out what she wants from that relationship. And I found that really nice because it's like so many times people don't communicate. And yeah. I was like, yes, they're finally talking about a few things. <laughs> finally. <laughs> like, like the fundamental breakdown of all that stuff is just coming from communication. Like it was the same thing with Tuka and Birdie having their friend break for a while. Yeah. Where they just kind of like they're they got to a certain point where like they were bottling certain things up where like Tuka thought that it was just unrealistic of Birdie to want to like go leave and do all this, you know, stuff and trying to get a house. And obviously she was feeling kind of rejected because then ergo, if Birdie moves out to the suburbs or wherever the house is going to be, then they're, it, it's going to feel like they're going to be having more of an emotional disconnect. And Birdie's tired of being the emotional life support for Tuka right. because it's an unfair amount of pressure to put on her too. Right. So it's like, I mean, I, I've had those kinds of conversations too. And it's like, you get to a certain point where you're just like, look, we either need to restructure this or this is something that we should have talked about a long time ago. And someone's upset of, or they don't want to upset the status quo or they don't want to make the other person feel bad. So they just kind of don't say anything. But then eventually things will end up coming to a head. So. Yeah, like it explodes and like then oh, like friendships break and then communication really breaks down. And yeah, because it's like I, as as a single lady, I was, like, looking at Tuca. I'm a very different type of single lady than Tuca. But as a single lady, 
looking at Tuka, <laughs> I was like, I feel you, girl, because your friends get married, they move away, and then you just stop talking to each other. And you yeah. can really see in Tuka, she just is like, no, that is not happening because you guys are never moving. You're staying in this apartment, and I will, like, self-destruct to prevent you guys from leaving. And I Yeah, know, and it's... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, I feel you, Tuka, but it's like at the same time you can't do that to other people. And <laughs> <laughs> And the worst part is that that weird communication disconnect. I mean, like, do like I experience it now, like before I started dating someone, you know, like regularly or like long term at this point. Um, you know, like I would go through like seeing like people's Facebook feeds and Twitter and Instagram and everything. And then like, you kind of start judging yourself as though like, I'm not far enough. Like I haven't done enough at this point. Like I should be having a better job. Like I don't have a long-term person that I'm dating or anything. I don't plan on getting a house. I don't have a dog. Like there's these weird kind of like, especially within your late twenties and early thirties, which the show is totally geared towards. You just kind of naturally are starting to compare yourself to others as though you don't measure up, but it's not a fair metric to do anyway. Because like people have different lives. You have different priorities. All of it is different. And it's just a really like it. The easiest way to feel terrible about yourself is just spending way too much time on social media. Oh, absolutely. Because like, you know, because that's kind of what it's there for. And it's just, it's depressing because you see that Tuka, she's not like, she's definitely impulsive and can be very reckless, but she's not a bad person. She just has not had like, um, she hasn't had the same kind of structure that Birdie clearly has. And like, she doesn't have the yeah. same work ethic that Birdie has. And that doesn't necessarily make, make it worse that she's not farther along in what she perceives to be like her under, uh, underperforming. I found this. Sh- um, oh, sorry, Josh. Oh, no, go go ahead. No, I found the show actually like a really interesting like social conversation about what like what adulthood should be. Because coming yeah. from like my household, I had a very clear idea of what my going into my 20s should look like. And now mm-hmm. I'm in my early 30s. It's just like my life is like nothing like what my parents had structured for me like at oh, all. God, no. <laughs> and no. it's like, and it's like, I think for like, for a bunch of people in their late 20s and early 30s, it's like, it's figuring out what adulthood actually is. Is that meaning I'm in a stable relationship and we're thinking about starting a family and ha- like buying a house? Or is that, am I just financially secure? Or am I just happy in whatever life I've ended up landing in? And I really, because um, I mean, holy freaking crap I've been trying to figure that out for like the last <laughs> 10 11 years and it's like I still don't know most days what but adulthood it, is <laughs> but honestly like you got to think about it as though like your parents are doing the same thing your friends your relatives exactly. everyone's just kind of figuring it out but so but I liked about the show it addresses the fact that literally no one has any idea what they're doing but everybody no. <laughs> thinks everybody else has their crap together and it's that's, legit fake it till you make it yeah. it's completely accurate <laughs> and i go that is so real life because i can like even off social media i'll hang out with girlfriends and i'll talk to them and i'll talk about like i just had one who finished training for the department of uh drug enforcement and she's coming back from Quantico this week. And I'm like, holy freaking, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and you, and then she looks, she's like, Hannah is already in a super stable, like, uh, work environment, forging a career where she's at and she's doing really well. And she's being able to afford 
trips and going to see family and potentially go around the world. So it's always one of those things where I look at one person and a person can look at me and I think, wow, they've got it all together. Just like what Tuco yeah. looks at Birdie. And that Birdie still like holds this like, well, I kind of wish that I was still kind of living the life that maybe Tuca's living. Or I'm not tied down by this job I kind of like, but I kind of don't like at the same time. And it's like, I don't know. There's just so many like themes within this show that I appreciate that they addressed and that they did it in a way that was actually geared towards women because a lot of shows Mm -hmm. don't do that just for women. And I feel like this show where men can watch it and still enjoy it, they don't maybe get as much out of it as a woman in their late 20s, early 30s are going to be able to draw from it. True. And Josh, we are not trying to talk over you, I promise. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Structurally, the discussion might seem like that. I promise we're not. I mean, I get it. I'm I'm, I'm a man. I understand. I'm well, uh, sit in my corner. Okay. All right. Sad sack. But... <laughs> <laughs> But from your but, corner, what did like what did you take from the show? Yeah. Um honestly, uh re- really you kind of got to like the people wow, it's, this is hard. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Okay. Um, Sound it out. Sound it out. <laughs> like really like everybody has different circumstances and yeah. you don't know everybody else's circumstances. Like I Tuga didn't know about Birdie's circumstances. And I don't know if Birdie really knows about Tuka's family life that much. I think the most that she found out about it was probably during Molting Day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and that, I that think it was because be it. that Birdie was open with her about what happened to her at the Jelly Lakes. Like, that was the reason that she, they, it seemed like they were emotionally opening up to each other more. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, just because you don't know everything, it's like, you got to kind of see it from other, like somebody else's point of view. Yeah. Like, you got to see things from Speckle's point of view. You got to see things from Birdie's point of view. You got to see things from Tuka's point of view. You got to see things from that plant lady's point of view. Yeah. They they really um, kind of do hone in the empathy and communication within this series in general, anyway, which I think is amazing because, like, that's a big cornerstone of, like, especially shows that are geared towards, like, women, but, like, honestly, just people in general. Right. Like, the reason that they resonate with you and why the stories stay with you is because there's something that you relate to or that inspires you in some way. Because, like, otherwise, it would just be, we'd just be watching nonsense all the time. Like, you know, like, those, but those are, like... We'd be watching Big Mouth. We'd be watching Big Mouth. There you go. And we are not (laughs) watching Big Mouth because we have taste. But... (laughs) Shade. We watch I'm Big sorry. Mouth because really John bitter. Mulaney's in it. That's the only reason Josh really watches Big Mouth. That's fine, Josh. I'm not going to judge you for enjoying John Mulaney. Uh, I will John judge Mulaney. you for liking Nick Kroll. No, I'm sorry. I, honestly, <laughs> I really don't. I don't have a whole lot of shade against Big Mouth. I'm just bitter because they got renewed and Tuka and Birdie didn't. Yeah, they got three more seasons and Tuka couldn't even get one. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. That's It's... It still doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. I Honestly, this kind of feels like one of those things that like once Lisa Hanawalt is able to actually kind of talk about talk it, about like, it, yeah, we'll like what, what, whatever kind of NDA thing she has going on with Netflix, which is obviously still in place. Like, and honestly, we may not even know the full story until Bojack is either canceled or finishes, but like it, it just the whole, the whole thing behind it just seems really scummy to me. 
And I just don't like that Netflix is not transparent about it. Like they will easily publish the figures for something like their latest crappy Adam Sandler movie that they got, that was automatically like somehow being released to Netflix for an Adam Sandler movie is more degrading than a straight to DVD, which is strange to me. But like, I don't, I don't get it. Like they'll talk about those details, but they'll keep this kind of stuff in the dark. And I think that people probably wouldn't be as distrustful and like kind of like weird about why they decided to cancel it if they actually knew what was going on one word patriarchy yeah. <laughs> i'll throw it I out mean, there well, when you put it that way i'll be that person of course i'll be the person <laughs> i mean if you were if you were specifically citing it because of big mouth i totally get it. yes when they <laughs> include it well, in the this same giant status quo coming article downtown, like like it was one uh, news article that i was reading i don't even who it was from it's like two and birdie canceled after one season big mouth picked up for three more and i'm like oh oh is that the game we're playing then okay <laughs> all right netflix i'll bite let's do this <laughs> And Dragon Prince over here, like, we want a saga. <laughs> and Voltron, and I'm like, guys, and Voltron's I'll... like, if you shippers don't stop, yeah. we're going to cancel the show. I mean, jeez. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I wonder if they're all glad that that show is over now. God, I, I probably. I mean, I, I would be. Like, if it gets to the point that you are being, like, seriously, like, harassed or being sent hate mail, or, like, no, well, oh, my God, what was it? It was, like, that one person, um, there was some person online or whatever that was, like, withholding, uh, in for, like, either the episode or some kind of, like, uh, something related to Voltron unless they made their particular ship canon, which I was, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like... <laughs> It's just like the amount of fan entitlement and like how far it went is just bananas to me. But like, this is the world we live in now, I guess. Like, yeah. and it's just, I, I just, I don't know. I keep, I keep thinking that like, we have to be in the wrong timeline. Like there, there's no way, <laughs> like nothing is making sense anymore. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. Don't pay attention yeah. to me. I'm just the bitter old animation fan hag that this show is clearly intended for. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's like all of what our stuff is. It's it's literally <laughs> just for you know everyone to just vent. Exactly. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, what what else? What else could our well actually? Show how about be? Uh, how about um? Uh, what about things that we now know that probably won't be released in you know a TV series format? But like, say if they continued on through, I don't know, like comic books, or it gets picked up by a different distributor or something else. Like, what kind of stuff would you like to see them expand on? Oh man, um, I think if they could get with like somebody like dark horse or vertigo maybe oh, yeah. and do, give me like a comic series that would be pretty interesting well, but it, i feel like it would just be so weird and bizarre like comic book series that kind of like spin off of animated shows tend to do right but honestly it would be kind of interesting because lisa hannawald's background is in comics so i read um t i know she's got two of them i think there's one called coyote horse girl which is um like I that guess that sounds amazing. Yeah, I I really want to read it. I haven't read that one. I haven't read that one yet. But um my uh th there's another one that's called I think like my beautiful dumb eyes or something like that or like my big dumb eyes. Uh, that's like an anthology thing. Like one of them, one of the comics she like gets into like where she was swimming with like therapy otters and stuff, and it was really gross <laughs> because they kept getting stuck between her legs. Or another one was like her reviewing um. 
oh god what was it uh planet of the apes like the original plan or the um uh, rise of the planet of the apes like some like bad movie or something back in the day and uh it, it's a good time i would highly recommend checking out if you get a chance to like some of them are just like these very strange anthology ones like just different kinds of birds wearing hats which i think kind of has some inspiration behind this show too so um it wouldn't be too shocking but it would go from being like kind of a like anthology comic thing that she made before into like an actual linear like definitive timeline comic series but if they do that i would love to see it yeah that would be that would be pretty interesting what about you hannah i don't know i'd like to see it picked up by somebody else and continue on with the stories and addressing like these big social issues has Real quick, has that ever happened? That hasn't happened, right? Like no, Netflix like Nef- just like keeps all of their stuff forever. Yeah, like right? Netflix will I, pick up other series and continue on, like what they did with like Lucifer. But yeah. I've never seen a Netflix show like picked up by someone else and continued because Netflix does stuff with shows that often other like distributors won't do unless it's like on Hulu. And well, and also, I think they retain the rights to like the characters right. and a lot of the, like the story things, and, like the like the overall show bible or whatever it is that they use whenever they're pitching the show or when they sell the pilot. I think technically that's retained by Netflix. Yeah. So the chances of it getting picked up as it is now are probably not that great unless it gets readapted or changed in some way. So I'd like to see it go to a comics and it well, and Josh, it'll never go to Vertigo because DC closed Vertigo. Um, <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, know that. I yeah. forgot. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I'd like to see it go to comics because, I mean, the just like the sheer art style of the show, I think would translate super well to like the comic book form. Um, yeah, but I'm, my my problem is like I I don't want them to do something like the, what they did with like Adventure Time. Yeah. When they started making those comics, and you're just like, this is just mess. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see someone like pick it up and faithfully like continue on with like trying to address the social issues that women face a whole lot of the time. And that um, I, I find often in American television, American television, it doesn't do a very good job of addressing yeah. these issues like or it's non-existent to begin with or yeah, or like it's in Law and Order SVU. And and that's it. And <laughs> for like one episode, one episode, like, and then we go honestly, on to the next the incel thing. episode. Made me laugh so hard. And I'm just like, okay, let let's like another show try to address this and have it be believable for a half moment for me. And um, I think that's what was kind of refreshing is that it's like a lot. It made it a little uncomfortable at the exact same time because it's like. You like to watch these animated shows to disappear from a reality for a little bit. And then you watch Tuca and Birdie and you're like, oh my gosh, I've had that happen. <laughs> I've had that happen too. I've had that said to me. Oh. But, <laughs> but I, I think good storytelling, it does, it's not completely divorced from reality. Oh, like absolutely. a lot of it is that like, I mean, like there's stuff that like we obviously relate to where like even with something as avant-garde and crazy as Adventure Time or... Yeah. Um, 
you know, Gravity Falls or all that kind of stuff, like where there's a whole lot of like mysticism and it's just like silly and wacky and everything. It's still deep down tied to like, oh, like this character's trying to get a date for the barn dance or whatever, or like, or this person has not talked to their dad in forever. Like right. that's what I really liked as told by Ginger because like it was basically oh, like God, it's told by Ginger like, is such a good show. It was so good and I can't find it on like Hulu or anywhere else, which is really a bummer because I have been trying to rewatch it recently. But it's like that show basically kind of played all the drama stuff pretty much completely straight. But they would still have the kind of wacky stuff of like, oh, Carl and Hoodsy are doing this experiment thing in the backyard because it's it's always like a get rich quick scheme, like kind of like Pinky in the Brain, basically. But the reason I really liked and respected it was because it took these kind of messages and the stories that they were trying to tell and did it completely straight. Like they gave it all the respect that it deserved. And I think that that show is really underrated because of that. Well, see, so, that's why I, I love know. Hey Arnold. And yeah, exactly. Like, hey I, Arnold is like, it's like child psychology. It's amazing. It's like, I go back <laughs> and I watch that show today and it holds up. The, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Just like, um, as told by Ginger. And yeah. it's like you address and the writing these is things. Stellar. And it's like, and then it's like you watch it as a kid and you miss all this stuff. And then you go back and you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh my gosh, Helga's mom was a drunk and her dad's yeah. like super verbally abusive towards her. How did I not like notice that when I was a kid? And then you like watch these shows and then you see these like beautiful things that aren't necessarily hidden, but addressed in such a way where it's not like in your face. And exactly. I kind of appreciated Tuca and Bertie because it was like in your face about <laughs> about all of these things that these women or birds i guess whatever <laughs> bird women bird women <laughs> is the are dealing women. With women. thank you women thank you <laughs> uh, but what these uh, i don't like to put labels but when i do women <laughs> <laughs> but when they, they, they're experiencing thing the, these things it's just like it's like right there there's like no covering it up and it's very much like in your face and um, my brother watched a little bit with me, and I'd be curious to, to see, like, what his thoughts are and um, about what he thought about it. But I, th I think he ran into the where – what episode was it? Tuca went to the um, – it wasn't a cult – what was it? It's in. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was a cult. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it it was like it was supposed to be like a group session thing, but she eventually turned it into a sex cult. Pretty much, and he's like, <laughs> and I, his face was just like, what? What is this? And I was like, okay, you came in at the wrong time. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, did you ever want to see like bird this. boob? Guess yeah. what? We, yeah, get ready to see some boobs. Yeah, like, there's like boobs even on the like building. The, I think it's the intro, and I was like, oh, I yeah, forgot those were there. The first thing you see. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if there, if there's an easier way to isolate your audience, I don't know what there is aside yeah. from putting boobs on a building. Pretty much. Or it's just like, guys, like, if you're not in for the ride at this point, I can't help you. But also, the theme song slaps, so it's fine. Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, the theme song's fantastic. Fantastic. And yeah. can I just say that I have like a super massive crush just like on Ali Wong right now. And oh God, she's yeah, the best. <laughs> it's like, I love her. Do people not? I think there are people who just like don't know who she is still. And oh. though she's been on like the um, stand up stage forever. Yeah. And I just don't think there are people who still don't know like who she is. And I don't understand how people don't know who she is yet. But it's like, I think I told someone at work, yeah, I'm watching this show. It's got Tiffany Haddish. And she was like nodding her head because it's Tiffany Haddish. And I go and then Ali Wong and she's like, who? 
Ali Wong has been around so much longer than Tiffany Haddish. What is wrong with you? (laughs) And like, honestly, I didn't know who Ali Wong was until I checked it out. But then I'm like, oh, I've seen her specials on Netflix. Yeah. Like, like, I've I've seen them on Netflix. Like, I haven't actually watched them. But I'm like, oh, I should check them out. Like, after watching this show, I was like, I should check them out. And the funniest thing is that she is completely filthy. And Absolutely. completely unlike Birdie. So it's like, it's really funny to watch her as like this extremely anxious bird. Or like, she's yeah. just constantly talking about like, you know, trying to like, she, like she's like, no man, housewives have got it made. I don't want to work like some kind of sucker. Yes. <laughs> like, why would I do that? Like this. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Oh, boy. We didn't get the air traffic on Monday, Josh. We get it today. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, shooting? you know, we go Are we go all sh- of Monday without any sort of... Are you guys shooting a U2 music video right now? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> where I live, where I live, it would be perfect for that. What happened when you live like two miles from Air Force Base and you're like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, technically, it's the largest air depot in the world. Yeah. Okay. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I got to support my... my <laughs> support your local businesses. My state. <laughs> Well, it's not even a state anymore. Screw them. <laughs> your your adoptive state. Um, your your foster your foster back state. Of the day. Oh. That was just like Fair. what two months ago. Yeah, yeah I you know. know but yeah, I, look how jaded I, I you am, are now. I'm what now happened a Californian. to you? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Also, by the way, I went to In and Out. The shakes and the burgers are good, but their fries are terrible. Oh, their fries are so bad. Why are they always cold? Ooh, anyway. It's because they make them at like six in the morning and I mean, they're like, all right, we've got enough for the whole day. That's plenty. People know to not order the fries. I was like, guys, you, you got you got two two out of three. It, it's not bad, but it could be better. Yeah, like how about we come full circle? And honestly, quality? the burgers aren't that good either. Yeah, the like, shakes are really good. I just see yeah, I didn't get a shake. Oh, yeah, okay. like like there's this there's another there's a place here called like and they're all over the place called the Habit yeah. Best Burgers. Okay, I'll have to try it's, them the next time I'm there. It's it's the good stuff. <laughs> okay, good to know. Thank you. Yeah, the habit they got that good good. Finally, an insider's opinion on LA. Yes, <laughs> and the best place to get a burger. <laughs> well, I mean that's like the first thing when you 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 move to a place, you're like, what's around me to eat? Yeah, where's and the closest junk, please? <laughs> uh, well, there's a McDonald's and then there's a Carl's Jr. and that is literally it. Like that's that's what I've noticed. Like it, there's not a lot of like. No, like Wendy's uh, or a Taco Bell or no, I I haven't found the Taco Bell. Uh, uh, I know there's one in Anaheim, but the breakfast. Oh, that's too far. Uh, but yeah. the breakfast is so good; it might be worth the drive. <laughs> An hour and a half. Yes. No. If you leave uh, at five, it'll be ready by six. Oh, oh, there. I mean, the majority of the place, like the majority of the places, are like brand new restaurants, like single restaurants, not chains. Like there's this place in Tustin called the Kalachi Factory. (laughs) And holy mother. So it's not like Kalachi's like we're used to, Hannah. Like with like the pigs in a blanket Kalachi. I've never had a Kalachi. But you live in Oklahoma. Yeah, but I've never had a Kalachi. Wait, are those like- Well, go to a donut place, ask (laughs) them for a Kalachi, and it's basically just a giant pig in a blanket. Why, Why would I want to eat that? Because it's delicious. I just had my doctor tell me today I need to be watching my cholesterol. Why do I need to eat that? Well, because you, it's mainly carbs. Just just get the low fat one. Yeah. With no it's dog. Fine. Now with more face. Um, 
Yeah, but these, they're basically like, the way that they make them, it's basically like bow buns. Ooh. And it's just like full of like whatever is inside. Honestly, like the ham and cheese. <laughs> it's like a ham steak cut into like little bitty chunks and then like full of freaking Swiss cheese. It's amazing. <laughs> like now I want to go back to Tustin. For a second, I thought you were talking about klotchkis, like the, the Polish uh, sweets, like the little um things. Yeah, you, they, you put, sell, like, jam they in sell there. those too. Okay, well, they need to get better name rhyme or name schemes because they're too similar. Klotchkis yes. and Klotchkis, is that it? Yes. That sucks. Come on, Poland, get it together. You would think. <laughs> Call them turnovers. I don't know. Uh, man. I guess Well, that... before... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I guess that's all I have to say about Klotchkis. Well, now I'm hungry, so <laughs> I need to I need to go make food. Um, so, uh, so if you were to rank the series out of five, what would you what would you rank this series, Hannah? If I was going to rank this show, I would probably give it three out of five moon ones. Three out of five. Yes. All right, Tracy. Um. For me, I would probably give it a four uh, because I do see how it could be isolating to guys that are trying to watch it. But I think that overall, the way that they have the characters' relationships develop, the music itself, because like the music in this is phenomenal, and some of the cutaway gags, like literally watching girl things, was one of the funniest things I'd ever <laughs> seen. Like it just it made me laugh so hard because I remember those ads like. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up like any Claire's or Lisa Frank commercials back in the 90s. Like they're some of the funniest things because like they're so colorful and obnoxious and like uh, I don't know. It's it's both a feeling and a thing that I very vividly remember experiencing. <laughs> so like um but I I I could see that in general I feel like if they had just put more emotional stakes at the beginning of it it probably would have been a 5 for me right. just cuz yeah. I I this is the kind of show I've been waiting to see for a long time and it just really bums me out that it's not really getting another season so I know hopefully it can continue in some way but yeah. I, I don't know I'm I'm going to give it four dipper pines as well just because I do <laughs> like all the cutter like all the cutaway gags that they do um and all the special little stuff like the the templates yeah. Probably one of my favorite ones. Um, and that random, there's only one human in the entire series. No, there's And she's like a, a creepo. Really? I thought there was well, just the there one. there was the couple when they were playing, um, was it the Build Your Nest? And it was an avian human man couple. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. And then there's a couple like on the street that you see. And like there's the cop who comes to buy... At Pastry Pete's, he's human, and then there is the girl who um, has the binoculars. Yeah. She's that a bird, oh, the bird yeah. peeper, she's, she's, the bird peeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's actually quite a few humans in the show. They're just not as like relevant as like all the other animals. Yeah, they're strictly yeah. for like either cutaways or like side characters. Exactly. If that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was that dog's name? That super prissy oh, dog. Dapper dog. Dapper dog. Oh, man. I have a vintage bicycle, and the roads are too bumpy. Oh, God, it's so good. I just... I, 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 it, sorry, stammering. Um, It took me so long to figure out that Reggie Watts was Pastry Pete. I'm like, I know that voice, but he's so creepy. 
that I can't quite place it. And then like yeah. when I really realized that that was him, I'm like, damn, Reggie Watts can do everything. Oh man. Ugh. Well, I think we've I think we've talked a, a talked a good show. Yeah, I agree. I think we've uh we've 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 done the deed. <laughs> Um, so, so Tracy, where can everybody find you and the not Joanna eggs? And if you wouldn't Uh, mind, please, please tell, please tell us about the name of the podcast. Okay. Um, all right. For those that don't know, (laughs) which by the way is amazing. Okay. Do do, do you have a, do you have a preferred order in which I answer these or, uh, go for it. Just, just, uh, just, you know. (laughs) <laughs> okay Shoot um, to kill. all right all right fine um all right so i'll start off with the name of the podcast so initially we were called uh animation station obviously that changed the instant i reached out to josh and said hey we have to fight so that one of us can choose this name um and that obviously didn't happen so we changed it to one of my favorite movies of all time is the rescuers down under criminally underrated highly recommend you check it out if you haven't seen it in a long time it's extremely good and the name of the podcast is a reference to this one particular scene that takes place with George C. Scott, who plays the uh, villain character Percival C. McLeach, who is an Australian poacher, and his pet Joanna, or his his pet Goanna lizard Joanna. Uh, she's basically been stealing eggs from him, like when he's trying to plot how to capture this gigantic eagle. And at a certain point, he'll like he grabs her face and is like, "These are not Joanna eggs." And we're like, "Well, it's memorable. It's a reference to a movie that we like, and it's just very kind of silly and non sequitur, which is pretty much how we structure the show. So it just kind of stuck from there. And uh, yeah, so we do relatively obscure animated films and uh, occasional series. Kind of depends, but um, yeah, you can find our show, uh, Not Joanna Eggs. .tumblr.com is the show website. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are also on YouTube. You can just search for Not Joanna Eggs, and we should oh, show up yeah, as one of the channels on there. YouTube too. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all these podcasts. <laughs> I don't even want to put them on YouTube anymore. I'm just gonna tell Allie to forget it all. <laughs> No, no. I, I did it just because like I was doing it the dumb way and I'm like, oh, there's an actual little add-on thing that whenever I publish one, it will just automatically go to YouTube. I'm like, I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> so I just did it and all was right with the world. So, um, but yeah. And uh, if you want to interact with me, um, you can find either my Twitter or my Instagram via at TC Troush, same handle, T-R, er, sorry, TC, hold on, at TC, T-R-A-U-S-C-H-T, I'm sorry about my last name. I can't change it until I get married. The instant I do, that handle is going to be gone. So just get used to it now. <laughs> but yeah. What, what's wrong with Tracy T? Um, th- I was already taken. <laughs> oh. I, I actually, I used to abbreviate it to T-E-A on uh, Facebook just because it was impossible for people to find me. But then I started embracing it. So I wouldn't hate it if it wasn't for having to call customer service all the time. <laughs> that part sucks. Yeah, I bet. Um, what about Robbie's? Oh, uh, yeah, you can find Robbie via at lobster underscore writer. Uh, I believe uh, his Instagram is... Or actually, well, sorry, he actually uses they, uh, they, them pronouns. I'll redo that. Um, yeah, so if you want to interact with Robbie, you can find them on Twitter via at lobster underscore writer or on Instagram via at lobster writer. I guess they don't allow underscores on Instagram, and that was how they learned that, so... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. 
Uh, Hannah, what about you? I can always be found on Instagram and on Twitter at a silly red. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes. Stitcher. Podbean. Google Play. <laughs> and on our website. AnimationStationPodcast.com. Sweet. And on YouTube at. I have no idea. What is it? I don't know either. Did you just type in animation station. You guys had it down to such a form. I love it. You're so synchronized. Oh, it's you should great. see it when we were actually like facing each other. Like he just like sprung it on me one day, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And now were you just we looking finally, at each other. Yeah, like he go Hannah, and I go what. <laughs> It, was That's it was it was it like one of those sitcom bumper ads where there's the two people with like like one's pointing at the other and like this guy? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's how we roll. Wonderful. I love it. Oh man. So uh what's the next uh what's the next episode or, or an, an upcoming episode that you guys are really looking forward to? Um, so I think we should be uh, releasing Charlotte's Web, the 1973 version, Aww. fairly soon. Yeah, so which I'm excited for just because <laughs> I rewatched it uh, recently, and I was like, Robbie, we should do this one. But right now, um, uh, Robbie's at uh, going to be at Gen Con, I should say, probably by the time that this goes up. So, uh, which is a gaming convention in Indianapolis. My so, brother is uh, dying to go to that. Dude, like, yes. I don't, I, I was talking to them about it, and they're just like, we had to get the hotel back in, like, December, and it's just, like, this gigantic thing. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know why Indianapolis, but I guess it used to be in uh, Milwaukee, yeah. so go figure. Oh, like, see, that's yeah. crazy. Like, I just got um, my press thing approved for LA Comic Con today, Dang. and then went and just <laughs> uh, did my, uh, like, just booked a hotel room. Yeah. So I was just like... Boop, boop, no, done. Gen Con is ridiculous, <laughs> and Ben is like dying yeah. to go. But my, I have a younger brother who also has a board game collection of like a, a hundred and fifty board games plus. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty accurate big. for Robbie. Yeah, too. <laughs> so it's like Ben is like he wants to go and play games with people because it's just difficult to get enough players around a table sometimes to be able to True. play a board game. So he like wants to go and be in that environment. So I hope he well, has it, a fun time. It's <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure that Robbie's gonna have a great time there because I guess it, it I, and I didn't realize how big of a deal it was, but I guess it's like it may as well be like the San Diego Comic Con or the Anime Expo of right. tabletop gaming. Yeah, and I was just like, uh, that's very niche, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess that that's gonna be huge. So yeah, like the who's it, who of like under- <laughs> the board gaming YouTube communities there, and I no, go, honestly, who is yeah. who? And what critical role? <laughs> Because like there are so many podcasts yeah. geared towards it too. So yeah. and I'm just like uh, honestly, I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Um, Robbie's going to be going with one of our uh, like mutual friends too, so they're all going to be hanging out. So it's going to be a good time. But yeah, so that's going to be <laughs> Robbie's weekend. I'm celebrating my boyfriend's birthday with him. So that's about it. Oh nice. <laughs> that's the only news on my watch aside from Charlotte's <laughs> Web. By the way, so. when you guys do Charlotte's Web, I'm going to need you to make at least 17 Templeton references. <laughs> oh my and god! All I'm in so all in Templeton's voice. It says crunchy yeah that's that's it exactly paul lind is just he's just this delightfully campy gay man and i just i, I adore him so much oh, amazing oh, the best <laughs> especially when you're like wouldn't like you you pretty much figure out that seth MacFarlane, like you know did roger yeah 
basically off yeah. of Templeton, and you're like, yes, that's 100% accurate. Exactly. And, and it's, it's perfect. It's the only reason that Roger even exists is because Seth MacFarlane was really into Paul Lind. That's all you need to know. And frankly, just watch Charlotte's Web. It's shorter. Yes. <laughs> and you, you can get more out of it, too. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to be bullying Wilbur a lot within the recording just because I got so, like, I, Charlotte has a lot more patience than I do. I would just be like, you need to stop crying because you're embarrassing yourself and me, Wilbur. It's like best pig, nuh-uh. Yeah, just be like some the pig. The baby pig. <laughs> Honestly, there's a great um, thing that happens within that movie where the, the farmer's wife points out like, no, it looks like we've got one talented spider and he completely gaslights her and tells her to shut up because he's like, no, obviously the pig did that. <laughs> like like most pigs do. <laughs> yeah, it's like that pig spun that web. I'm like, from where, farmer? From where? Where did I mean, we've all seen Spider Ham. Yeah, yeah, uh, fair point. Yeah. Right. She just knew she just knew about it before he did. Exactly. He, he doesn't get Netflix. He's been there the whole time. He's just been <laughs> off frame. <laughs> See, we always bring it back to John Mulaney on this there show. There you go. It's always back Welcome to the John Mulaney cast. Oh man, can we please, please? Someone call John Mulaney. <laughs> we'll call the John Mulaney X. Um. <gasps> oh my gosh, now I want a John Mulaney X Copy- shirt. Copyrighted. <laughs> That's Dang. not true. <laughs> I, I know, you, you can have that one, it's fine. Yay, for the merch that we don't have. There you go. Hey, it's going to happen sooner or later. Once that Kickstarter yeah. gets off the ground. One day, one day. Yeah. We'll get that Patreon once we get the once we get all the $75 tier. We will screen print a shirt for you from a screen print we bought from a Michaels. <laughs> we should literally we should put $100 tier in there. It's like we have the $1 tier the $5 tier, and then the $100 tier. There's no it's like, in between. If you give us $100 a month, all of, uh, I don't know, well, sing you happy birthday or something? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to give like, them good incentive, you know? Like, you'll sing them happy birthday and then get a, like, th- then you'll send them a shirt that says John Mulaniac, and they'll be like, what is this? And you'll just be like, don't say anything. Just go. And you know what's worse? They'll forget, and then they'll, they'll we'll get two hundred dollars the next month, and then they're gonna get two John Mulaniac shirts. There and you they'll go. Be like, what? And then eventually, by like the seventh month, they're gonna be like, "Man, I really have a lot of these shirts." <laughs> but we always send them in different sizes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like only one of them they can wear easily. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's on like the one like right before they cancel. It's like. Here you go. Here's your actual size. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, we don't ask for your shirt size. We're just going to start giving you small and then up until <laughs> you find the one that works for you. We got up to 7X and then the company sent a cease and desist from his estate. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So any parting words? No. I, what else is there to say? Also, I, I'm really gonna miss this show, and I'm sad that it got canceled. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sad. But you know, you know what make you better? Watch the Dragon Prince on Netflix. Oh, I was just gonna say drinking. Oh, I mean, you can <laughs> watch and drink the Dragon better. Prince. Well, I mean, I guess you can't drink it, but you uh, can drink and watch the Dragon Prince. I'm sure it gets better. You know, dude, I hear you, and I understand where you're coming from. But I'm probably just gonna watch Quest for Camelot and drink until it gets better. <laughs> That it won't never happen. Gets better. It, no, <laughs> you'll you'll go out with a liver poisoning. You won't. That quest for Camelot will never get good. At least I'll feel like a real knight of the round table because of how hammered I am by the end of it. 
you I'm know what's sad? Dragons. People remember that movie, but they do not remember Black Cauldron. That's depressing. Poor shame. Yeah, I know. I gotta represent for Gurgi. <laughs> Pour one out for my little Gurg friend. <laughs> Everybody's got a little Gurg in them. Oh my gosh, now I want that got shirt. A little Gurg in them. Ew, no. Gross. <laughs> like his weird gross hands on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. His his gross hands in his face like <laughs> No. <laughs> I just got through it. therapy. I can't do it again. Oh <laughs> uh, jeez. Gurgi will All hurt right. you. <laughs> Gurgi Gurgi will hurt you. <laughs> He'll come after you. He knows where I live. Pretty much. Gurgi sees you when you're sleeping. He's like a weird Santa. He's like the elf on the shelf, but no one brought him into the house and he's just sitting there. Oh my gosh, they should make like a, I don't know, like a Gurg on the Berg or something. Ew. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, on an iceberg. It's yeah. to raise awareness for global warming. If Gurgi drowns, it's all your fault. People, people will start buying up all the diesel cars. Be like, we have to kill Gurgi. Oh, thank God, finally. I'm just going to keep idling my car inside of this foundry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, we need to go. We need to now. Because yes. yeah, now like it's just evolved. Time to wrap it up. This, All this, right. It tends to happen. I, I, can't, I can't help you there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tracy. Bye-bye, little butterfly. Chogi Look at that! Nice, <laughs> high and tight. We're gonna make we're gonna make JV with an attitude like that. <laughs> well, because I mean, we're all in this together, guys. It's so. true. <laughs> oh gosh! Wait, I guess that wasn't really JV. Was no, in the game. I, no, that was strictly V. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so V. N- not to flex, but Zac Efron would not be JV. I don't think he was ever JV. No, I mean, especially if you look at him now, you're like, brah, you were. Dog. I mean, if I had a V, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I wish I could be 17 again so I could erase watching that movie. <laughs> That's not true. I was in my early 20s by the time that that came out. It's fine. God, I don't remember. Wrong? I don't remember that movie coming out. I remember. I mean, I remember everybody being obsessed with it. Ditto. But really? I don't remember oh. when it ever hit. <laughs> yeah. It was. Like, like, I rem- Go ahead. <laughs> no, like all my friends would know the music, and I go, guys, this movie is not directed at us. What is going on here? And they go, oh, Hannah, you just don't understand. No, because I like good movies. What is this? <laughs> it's fine to not like trash. I like some trash, but there's a limit. Yeah, it's like I have enough trash already in my life, so uh, I'm not going to add more Disney trash. Okay. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Any girl that's named Sharpay, not a fan. No. <laughs> I didn't even no. have to see that, but sometimes I use the gif of the girl saying, hip-hop is my passion whenever I'm trying to like connect with someone who's obviously younger than me as a way of like the how-do-you-do-fellow-kids gif, but it's even worse. <laughs> because oh, I didn't grow up with it. I just know that it happened. Oh, goodness gracious. I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh... uh... <laughs> Yeah, so we basically what happens whenever Charlie and I go to Disneyland, yeah. we'll walk by Soren, and so we're like, so you want to go on Soren, and then it always ends to fly in, and it just goes, <laughs> and it's like, <sighs> <laughs> it's like I, I knew it was going to happen, but I facilitated it. 
such your fault. Because now it's just a thing. <laughs> I just yeah. feel bad for you because you were a captive audience, and it's not like you could leave. You know, like where else yeah, are you gonna like, go? Well, I can't, can't leave Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> stuck here. <laughs> they were my ride. There you go. <laughs> oh, they had they had plans the entire time. That's true. Disney plans. <laughs> Those Disney. The happiest plans on earth. <laughs> Sometimes, That's, yeah. Only, only sometimes. Honestly, they can't. They can't accommodate for everything. Like there is no way of them trying to reframe rain showers. Like whenever it happens, which is probably not that frequent in Disneyland, but I don't know. No, it doesn't rain ever in California <laughs> ever. Now, Disney World, yes. Yeah, no. I, I may be referring strictly from Disney World because that was the one that I went to like twice back in the day. Like. Once when I was a kid and I didn't appreciate it, and then again when I was a teenager and I super didn't appreciate it. So, <laughs> but like, I still had fun. But like the first time I went, it was raining, and I was just like, "Man, Florida sucks." It's like, no, it, well, it does, but the rain is incidental. So I still get yeah, to have a breakfast yeah. with Nico. It was fun. Let's so. here. The problem is, let's not blame Disney World because it's in Florida. Yeah, I mean that's Florida's problem for being yeah. in Florida. <laughs> It, it honestly, it would look really weird if the states just stopped at like the end of Georgia. <laughs> like, like, it, would, it would be like, and done. There. Be like, oh, and that's can it. we give it to can we give it to Cuba and just be like, you can have this. I don't I even wish. think Cuba and, wants it at this point. And, so. and, then, and then we anchor Guam closer to us or Puerto Rico <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> oh man, if we if we could like ring in, like you know what we should do? We should just like take everybody from Florida. We'll put them in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I'll take all the Puerto Ricans and we'll bring them over here and yeah, Guam exactly. and American Samoa and be like, congrats, you're a state. <laughs> Finally. Everybody else. You're like Sorry. an immigration Patrick star. We should Pretty take much. the Puerto Ricans and bring them over here. You know, I, like you do. As one does. Oh, yeah. I saw West Side Story. I know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's everybody's thoughts on cats? Oh, God. I am so ready to get super drunk and watch it. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I... We'll probably watch my DVD of the original the night it comes oh. out and be totally happy and fine. <laughs> you know what's sad, though? I'm probably going to see Cats before I see Star Wars. That sucks. I mean, unless you're doing it as like a, a matinee thing or something where you're watching them back to back, which like, okay, kind of a weird palate cleanser thing to go straight to Star Wars, but I don't know. <laughs> but I'm roughly as excited for Cats as I am for Sonic the Hedgehog because, of course, I'm going to do it as a Valentine's Day thing with my boyfriend. Oh, right. I mean, anybody <laughs> who doesn't do Sonic for Valentine's Day, it's like yeah. you're not a true couple. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and also they know exactly who they're selling to. They're just like, hey, hey, guys, show they your were like, hey, Josh, uh, what are you doing Valentine's Day 2020? Sonic. Literally nothing. Well, <laughs> just so you know, there's a I, new movie coming out. Exactly. With your boy in I, it. And I, I, don't, I don't even know if Good it's supposed Cyclops. to be... It like, is it supposed to be a troll or that's just like, hey, it's six months after the fact, so we're just going to do that instead? I, like, I, I genuinely don't know. The fact that we don't know, that's what makes it great. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like, could it be? We don't know. It, it's really up in the air. Nobody really knows anything. I... I just like like the contrast between that and Detective Pikachu, which I also saw super drunk, but I had a great time because I still thought it was a lot of fun, even if parts of it were very cliche. Like the the monsters and like all the Pokemon looked really good, but then you contrast that with like Sonic, and it's like, oh no, 
It's just yeah. his t- it, honestly for me it's mostly just his teeth. Like and also kind yeah, of the oh, eyes. I didn't like the limbs. The limbs were throwing me. The limbs made him look like a small child in a suit. Yeah, because he's got and like, I was gross like, calves. Like, I was like, please, let's not do that. Make him look like stupid Sonic who's like, chili dogs. Make him like that Sonic. I want him bring to bring tails. Like, Where's tails? He needs his gross pipe cleaner legs, his gigantic yes. head that does not make sense for his center of gravity. Like all of it. And also the fact that they didn't give him gloves. That was the thing that really yeah, put that was me over the edge. I was like, like what do you mean he doesn't hands. have gloves? They're just gross white hands now. <laughs> Like raccoon hands. Like, I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, gross raccoon hands. I like raccoons, new, new but not their gross hands. <laughs> gross raccoon hands? Oh, man. Like the lesser known spinoff of bear hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <geez>. boy. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to the Animation Stage. <laughs> no, I'm keeping all that in. We're going to pop that in at the end of the episode. That is totally fine. <laughs> Uh, it'll be it'll be exclusive content. You got easily a solid like five and a half minutes there. I, yeah, so. that was seven minutes, seven <laughs> seven and thirty nine seconds worth of not bad things. You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs>